You're the best of the applicants we haven't ruled out. You're like Top Gun, the best of what's left. So let me Welcome to a brand new episode of Worst Song Ever. The podcast that logged on early to get tickets to a giant arena show took nearly an hour to have an opportunity to buy nosebleeds, and the price was way higher than my buddy who got in after 10 minutes. Um, first off, do you, what do you guys think about arena shows? Are you speaking from experience with that? Or Yeah, I, I never, I personally swore off arena shows, but this band that, uh, it was Rage Against the Machine, mm. um, is coming to town. And What if we rage with the machine? Is that our topic this week? Rich. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's a Rich. terrible political reference that I'm not going to get into. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I I tried to buy yeah I tried to buy tickets and um, so when you say you tried to buy tickets, who are you? I didn't try to steal tickets. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm saying you didn't complete the intro and tell anybody who you are or like yeah <laughs> yeah or who we are or why we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> I was trying to get you back on track. You just, didn't just, answer my question. What uh, do you think about arena shows? Well, it sounds like we were going to get into a big topic. I have a lot of feelings and thoughts on this. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason. And we have two other co-hosts, Mike and Jeremy. How are you fellas doing tonight? I'm, I'm well. Just trying to push this thing along. All right. Yeah, I'm, like I'm on the track. I'm a facilitator. All right, so... <laughs> This did happen. Now, what do you guys think about arena shows? I swore them off a long time ago because I've only been to one true arena show. It was Neil Diamond. And I thought to myself, A, it's awesome to see Neil. But B, I could have gotten this experience at home for $0 and, you know, get nearly the exact same experience. I'm trying to think of what the largest show I've ever been to is. I mean, I was in the 300 level is part a major reason why, yeah. you know. I've seen several arena shows. I, I usually tend not to see arena shows if I can help it, but there are certain tours that only show up in arena. It's like I saw a Russian right. arena, and honestly, it was awesome. So I was only going to get four <laughs> tickets to Rage Against the Machine. You know, there was no way I was getting 300 level tickets for that. Who else was I seeing? Oh, I saw Guns N' Roses in an yeah. arena, and it was great. It was one of the best. It was probably top two shows I've ever been to in my life. How close were you? Not super close. Like if they were on the ice, you know, it was a hockey rink. If they were on the ice, I was in the like seats close to the glass, but not like not there's right still there. a lot of distance. Yeah, you know, you're like at, the 100 at, level. Yeah, they're at center mm-hmm. ice. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy, you know, I don't know that I've ever been to a band concert anymore. It's not that I can think of. Closest thing would be a, a you know a big music festival. You and I, I, I which, think which was the, actually the one that you and I went to. It was many, uh, a while ago. Green Day and Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. At a festival. In- what what festival was that? It was in two, what was it, it's, roughly 2000, 2001. Uh, oh. at, at Deer Creek. I yeah. don't know what festival it is. I remember it was the X-Fest. thing was, uh, yeah, X Fest. Ah. That was the most memorable part about that to me was the Cottonmouth Kings. Yeah. Were on stage <laughs> and they had a six foot plant yeah. of marijuana. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I, I just wanted no, to, you know, this needs to be said. And, um, and the guy goes, Everybody, and this is in Indiana in 2000 and whatever, and uh, where when weed, weed is still not legal, legal anywhere, but yeah, yeah especially it, yeah, here, it's, it's yeah. there. Um, and so the guy goes, Everybody, you got weed, and everybody's like, Yeah, and I was like, Okay, I guess everybody's high around me. And he goes, Everybody who's got weed, 
pull it out of your pockets and show it or like you know wave it above your head and i was like there's no fucking way anybody's doing that there's state troopers all over this place and everyone pulled weed out of their pockets and i was i was just shocked not the people that people had weed that the people would pull out their weed and start waving it above their heads this reminds me of our our instructional dance song that ended up telling you to rob a gas station (laughs) (laughs) it was terrible advice but everybody got i mean i guess if enough people have weed that you're just like okay i mean i I, it's also it's it's like with music you don't have to say simon says whoa they they can only arrest so many of them at once that needs to be a line in our we haven't gotten the topic yet but that will you please write that down that is when we get to it it's too on the nose all right so each week in this podcast we attempt to create the worst song ever from start to finish what you heard uh, in the intro was last week's song about the hiring process. I played it for my wife, and she described it as, and I quote, memorable. <laughs> Mike, your microphone is muted if I'm supposed to hear you laughing, because I can see you. <laughs> I don't know that you want my cackling on the, on the show. Yes. I mean, otherwise, it's just crickets. Yeah. I sound like Fair I'm just enough. laughing at myself. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, the thing that no, when she said memorable, <laughs> can you describe the inflection of the word memorable? Like, I tried to emulate it very was, well. Like um, memorable or like memorable. memorable. Well, or, or, it was uh, memorable. It was more like I go, hey, do you remember when I played that song for you last night? She goes, yeah, it was memorable. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Something that's all you can ask for. Yeah. I mean, for what we're trying to do, I think it's an A+. plus. So my question <laughs> I posed to you guys is, so last week's song was written from the perspective of the person doing the hiring. Who's, that, that perspective is generally an unsympathetic character. There are so many songs and viewpoints and what have you. What are other unrepresented characters, unsympathetic characters that need to have songs written about them what i was thinking about this topic the other day i was thinking about how few stalker songs there are like there's uh every breath you you every every breath you take song is so creepy but mathematically speaking the number of stalkers in this country compared to the number of songs about stalkers you know it's just out of proportion yeah, which clearly a problem that needs fixing. I'd be interested in more musical research on this because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of songs about stalkers. Maybe you're not thinking about it. Yeah, yeah and most love songs from the right perspective are are going to come across that way. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know what unrequited love that continues to be pursued is called stalking. Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, that's what we're doing. We're changing opinions on this podcast and changing people's changing perspective. Minds. Yeah, I yeah, I never really thought about it from that perspective so boom mind blown you can thank, you can thank my therapist <laughs> Mike, i know how uncomfortable i could see how uncomfortable you are with this conversation <laughs> please take it back and on track like what is a, a an underrepresented group that needs a song written i mean how many songs reference dinner and they never talk about the wait staff Ooh. Yeah. i mean there was a whole there was a line in eminem's one of his songs, it was like, I'll be at Burger King spitting in your onion rings and everybody lost their mind just because he said one line in one of his songs. Granted, anything he said in the early 2000s made everybody's mom up in arms. Yep. We have a Twitter account, at Worst Song Pod. 
Each week we follow a new musician. I propose this week we follow the Beastie Boys. And the do they reason have for a that, all three or uh, the they do have or? a Twitter. They actually were a band. Uh, so this this week I listened are to their book on, who, on tape. Who they are? Uh, no, like, but like no, but in terms of I listened I listened to a book on tape. Uh, they were early adopters for the internet. One of my favorite lines from the book: they were handing out floppy disks at their concerts before like ISPs were a thing. And one of the lines was, "Don't ever hand out floppy disks at your concert; they will throw them at you." <laughs> it was a really great line. That makes sense. Yeah, they they were out. early adopters uh, of the internet. <laughs> I never really had a Beastie Boys phase, and so it just kind of they always seemed cooler they first off they hit they were on the scene before i ever got into rap and they seemed like a a band that was too cool for me to ever get into so i just kind of never did their book i really liked a lot i wonder how different it would be so they have three members one of them died from cancer i'd be uh, and they describe him as like the life of that band i wonder how different that book would be if he were still alive and i like how honest they are in this book about especially about how dumb they were in the early years um, and their crazy stories about getting way too high just before a concert and then freaking out and wondering how to stop being so high and pranks they played on each other and things like that. One of the things, especially in, in, in context of this podcast that I really liked about is they talked about they made an album and they, it was trying to be a record collector's nightmare where... All the samples that they used, they created themselves. They made up the band names. They made up the song titles. They made up the record company labels and wrote all that stuff in the liner notes. First off, people don't apparently read liner notes anymore, so that was a fail. And B, the album just wasn't popular. (laughs) And so that also worked against them uh, in terms of people noticing. So I guess my question is like, High concepts. What do you think about them? Do people do it enough? Are there do they are there ones that are memorable to you that either work or don't work? When you say high concepts, there's a lot of stoner music out there. (laughs) That there is. That is the truth. I mean, Fish has 80 million albums just alone. There's books on how to listen to Fish, which is amazing to me. I kind of want to listen to one of those books. Don't over and over, written over and over. No, like I think, I mean, I think it's more like they go through their discography or their mm-hmm. live show library, or whatever, and they're like, you should check out this cut from this show at the University of West Virginia from 1996 in April. They had, you know, and I don't know, it's like a, you know, it's like a dead description or whatever. But I have a friend who definitely has a whole book on fish concerts. Hmm. Yeah. So. so. Well, my question. So back was, to your, yeah, back to I, back to your question. You know about yeah, yeah. What? How did you phrase that? It was high it was just like something. high concepts. Ah, yeah. Um, you know, it was like high somebody concept. who goes for something, and you know, swings for the fences, and you either hit a home run or you ground out to second, and it's a you know a triple play or something like that, and it doesn't work out the way you're going. But for. If you ground out to second with a triple play, I'm a little bit impressed because you got to go around the horn from there. Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm. I know sports ball. Sports ball. <laughs> Well, like, um, like I know MF Doom has a number of albums. Like, he's got an album that's all about food. I, I was mean, listening about, to that album food. the other day. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was all about rappers. 
Yeah. It, it was mean, like edible wrappers or something like that. Like candy like wrappers? It sounded like they took a clip from a news article or something like that about mm-hmm. can, edible candy wrappers. And then he made a whole album about edible wrappers as in like musicians. Yeah. I had a heart. Like, but that's not I the only it. like album like that that he's done. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm huge on his, his discography. But well, you're way more authoritative than I am because I don't even remember the name of who you said and I'd never heard of him before. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like MF Dumpster or something. MF, but. MF Doom, Metal Face Doom. He, uh, <laughs> okay. But he's got three or four different personas that, that he raps as. Wait, is he the mankind? Is he the mankind of rap? Kinda? He tries the to Cactus well, Jack of rap? <laughs> the dude love of <laughs> rap. Do you consider did you ever Jeremy, did you ever listen to his cartoon swim swim album? Would you consider yes. that high concept? I, I think I don't know well, if I'd I go mean, that it, depend, it depends on, I guess, what you mean by high concept, because that's a set of songs, you know, about all set in the world. All set, yeah. It it has a a concept that is pervasive through it. It's it's rapping about a cohesive topic, not a necessarily a concept. You know, the Deltron album is a concept album. Both of the both. Of I those. should listen to this crap you guys keep talking about at some point. Maybe maybe I'll like it, or I'll hate it, and I'll have more more to make fun of you about. And like, that's like that Deltron album is one of the best rap albums ever. In my opinion, I gotta look I, it I up. Like, who, I don't even think like I have that a valid opinion. Is that an MF Doom? No, that's um, Deltron thirty thirty. But it's you know set in the year thirty thirty, and it's all about this fighting this authoritative regime with the power of music and, and things. Um, okay, it, it, there's more to it than that. But at any rate, yeah, they, I know, think I've they're seen out there. That movie. What was the what was the band Star Patrol? Do you consider yes, that yes. high concept? Yes. So th- so nobody's gonna know this. Don't worry, no Mike. I, I can see your no face. No one is. <laughs> nobody's gonna get this. So there's this band that we saw Let's in put this college. In the show. Hey, here's the thing that no one's gonna get. No one's gonna understand. But no we're gonna talk about it anyway. Because oh, it's we're, awesome. we're all cut it out. Because Who knows? Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, there was this band um, that we saw in college, and they were they were called Star Patrol, and they were in character the whole time, talking about how they came out of a video game to fight Ronald Reagan and a bunch of like robots yeah. or something like yeah. that with yeah. their rock music, uh, and it was this weird electronic music that, you know, in spacesuits and stuff like that. It was dumb um, but awesome. Yeah, it was really dumb but awesome. <laughs> I still have that album. To Guar. To Guar? Ooh. <laughs> less elaborate. But... I'd like to see like a dissertation on this topic. Yeah, it's definitely possible. less elaborate in terms of um, the amount of blood and violence. Guar had better music, though. Yeah, that's true. The, especially the way that they play their instruments. They're much more technically sound than just a bunch of college kids punching with on a, keyboards a synth, yeah. and a couple synthesizers. All right. All right. I feel pretty good about that breakdown. <laughs> Two was, things that most people don't know about. Uh, so, care also, about. so back to your actual question about high yes. concepts. I think Oasis is one of the bands that is either the best or worst of this, depending on how your, how your measuring device is working. In what way? I don't know a ton about Oasis. I mean, you, you know, like kind of the meme that, you know, they were trying to be the Beatles or whatever. I'm yes, sure. they and were bigger know, than Jesus. Yeah. And you know that the two brothers that founded it basically hate each other's guts. And they probably punched each other in the face like hundreds of times. But oh, like their lyrics, like I mean, don't look back in anger at one of their one of their more famous songs. Probably not their most famous, but you know, among them, one brother. I think I think it was Noel was playing a guitar and like you know doing and then and Willem walks by. This is when they were talking, and he goes, uh, 
did you say so Sally can wait? And Noel goes, who's Sally? No. <laughs> but then he was like, but he wrote it down because he thought it sounded great. So Sally can wait. And that's like <laughs> the line in the song. There's no Sally. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, most of the women in uh, spring scene songs don't exist, right? That's true. But so, I, think, I mean, I think there's also like champagne supernova. First off, what the fuck is a champagne supernova? But don't you want to know? It's just like, what vomiting. is a Wang Chung? You know, like, I don't know how to Wang Chung. I don't know tonight, how to do it, but, but I to. want to. Yeah, yeah. let's do oh, it you're twice. You're supposed to. You've been instructed to. Yeah. Like, I don't they, know. You're like, being ordered to. And we know the that record, when a song orders you to do something, you have to do it. Yeah. For the record, I don't know what a lot of lyrics in, especially rap songs, like, do you know how many white people don't know what skeet, skeet, skeet means? And they sang at <laughs> on TV. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, I think this is like, you don't know what it means. I think there's also like intentionally attempting to be highbrow while not turning out to be intellectually great or highbrow. So Sally Can Wait should be a lyric in this week's song. I didn't say that. I just think like, <laughs> oh, we should come up. We're going to come up with our own character. We can do whatever you want. I know. We still haven't gotten to the topic yet. We're getting a little closer if you haven't figured it out yet. But like when I say you, I mean whoever our listener. non-existent listeners yeah, yeah, are. Listener. Dear listener, <laughs> dear listener, tweet us back. We'll send you a, a swag pack if we decide to ever make one or get any swag printed. <laughs> I want a trucker hat made really bad. They're not that. That's, that's, yeah, I was gonna say little league teams have made yeah. those pretty cheap, so that's that might work. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want some push pops after we're done with this. Just a, FYI, I'm afraid freeze. <laughs> So anyway, the other thing that stood out uh, in this book that I felt applies to this podcast, they they call out two songs by name, one of which is on an album that they can that there's a whole chapter that says, hello, nasty is our best album that we ever made. And the whole chapter is like reason after reason why they think hello, nasty is the best album they made. There's a song in that album that they describe as and I quote so bad it's awesome and a dumb idea that made us laugh it was the song dedication and then there's another song off of the the five burrows album called brouhaha uh, does it surprise you that a real band comes up with a song that's quote so bad it's awesome no and puts it no. on their album not at all yeah i'm sure do, they do that all the time or that happens more them, than it gets out but I mean, especially, like, especially the Beastie Boys. But. How many bands like actually admit that that they put a song on their album just because it makes them laugh? I can think of at least well, laugh or like. We're so bad, it's awesome. Well, I mean, there's other songs you just put on the album to like fill it out, so you can just say after you the label or the label comes back. Like yeah. you, you finish your masterpiece, the label comes back and says, you know, where's your love song? And that's how you get Paul McCartney's. Well, this is just another shitty love song, you know, <laughs> uh, or like uh, what Sarah Barry Alice had that I'm not going to write you a love song that was really just an F you to the label and like became her number one hit, which is ironic, but cool. Don't you think? Like 10,000 have... spoons and all you need is a name. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> and. You know, you have people trying to get out, out of labels, you know, like I'm just going to make an album that like sucks. Like the reason Tom Petty's greatest hits started the trend of adding two new songs on a greatest hits album was because if he had two new songs, it was considered new content and he could get out of the record deal he was in. So, whoa. Yeah. Just and a so lot. did he even try on those songs? 
they're actually pretty good. Like Mary Jane's Last Dance is one of them, which I think I would believe would be one of Tom Petty's most famous songs. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the other one's a cover of Something in the Air, which is just, it's actually really, really good. But he um, didn't have to write that song, so he it's he less not, work So it's even easier. Yeah, no, he yeah. put it, he phoned it in. And he, I mean, his biography even says that. He's like, I was trying to get out of this record deal because I wanted to switch over to another label. I don't even remember why, but Wildflowers is the album that came out after after that, after he switched labels, so... Yeah, I just I just appreciated the honesty uh, of the of the book in that sense. You know, it was like, hey, we did this and it wasn't great. This podcast really makes me, I don't know, I think about music a lot more and I try to think of it from different ways. And so um, I like the fact that I was able to listen to listen to that book. Also, the chapter that was like half in Japanese, like there are a bunch of throwaway chapters. The one that was half in Japanese, like I, I, I just couldn't listen to it. So yeah. anyway. So that also sounds like something they would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so our topic this week, I was listening to a Blink-182 song and one of the lyrics was, life's too short to last long. And I was thinking to myself, that song sounds like it's trying to sound deep, but really isn't full of wisdom. Um, I really like that idea for a topic this week for a song. What do you think? Uh, how many people, how many special people change? How many lives are living strange? Where were you while we were getting high? Would it be helpful if you got really high while you wrote these lyrics? I mean, I can come up with nonsense. I have any, no you know, idea. I, I don't believe it enhances my abilities. To sound really deep? I mean, that's the stereotypical stoner but is like, trying to sound deep. So it's like there's a phase in getting drunk that there's a I, I sound like yeah. an intellectual. It's somewhere between three and a half to four and a half beers, depending on ABV. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now in terms of beers? About four. <laughs> okay. No, all right. All right. We're right at the wheelhouse. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Ride the wave. Jeremy, anything that bits of advice that you've been sitting on that sound like they might be really smart but are really stupid? Oh, I'm sure most of my advice sounds like that. I think we should start a legal advice section of the show <laughs> and ask Jeremy questions. <laughs> I promise to give um, the best answer I can. I think that's Which all is generally I, a non-answer. That's, um, that's all I could ask for, really. No. Uh, Mike, do you have any bits of advice that, I don't know, I, where, where are you thinking for this song? It's a dumb idea, and that's why I like it, but you got excited whenever I mentioned this. Oh, I, I, I think it's great. And one of the things that I, I think is great about this is one of my favorite bands of all time is Counting Crows, and they are accused of this a hundred times out of a hundred, right? Um, you know, is it trying true to, trying to about write the Counting are, Crows? I think... Let's see, I think it does sound higher flutin and like more wordy and intentionally like metaphorical, but I actually think that's just the way Adam works. Uh, Adam Durst, the lead singer, the writer of most of the songs here. He, and he brother of Fred Durst. Yes. Durst versus Durst, <laughs> but okay. Um, or Durst. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's really the point of it, but I do think a lot of people do think that. And so uh, it's near and dear to my heart just because of, a big influence through a lot of my musical career has been Counting Crows, which, you know, if you want to hate me, hate me for it. But I, I freaking love the Counting Crows. So I guess it's just Counting Crows, not the, there's no the, sorry. Got to think about this properly. They'd be a better, they'd be a better band if they had a the in there. You know, you got to um, lose the the. Did we learn anything about Facebook? Okay. So 
Anyway, Kind Crows, I think, is pretty bad at this or like gets accused of this a lot, but I, I like it usually because usually it's very much about like some weird story and it's not about anything you actually thought it was. But anyway, I, I know a lot about it. Oh, it's that. advice that you don't need is <clears throat> no, what they, no, they it's give advice. advice it's more like you think the story is about this, but it's actually more like about a book or something. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> anyway, I, I still think we should have shitty legal <clears throat> advice as a column. I mean, you have to ask legal questions shitty legal questions for shitty legal advice i agree but i mean there's probably like a subreddit literally called shitty legal i'm, I'm pretty sure there is I've never yeah. looked but there probably is and <laughs> jeremy he's on I'm, it I'm already typing it right now yes <laughs> i know he's our research expert we we, we missed this. you last week yeah. uh, whatever yeah. i forget what it was it was like yeah. jeremy would have already looked this up by now yeah shitty legal advice r slash shitty legal advice what's the top question right now let's just go over it it's a psa meme that says, getting robbed, just say no. Your robber legally cannot take any of your possession without your consent. That's science. That sounds like good advice. Yeah. I mean, if you just say no, they they can't take it. That's about about how the war on drugs worked, right? That's exactly how the war on drugs worked. They just said, hey, drugs. No. No. Say no. You say no to the drugs? So Yeah, Yeah, you had to say to the drugs. That's what people get wrong. Yeah, the campaign was a little late on that information. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. I mean, I was thinking about this. Have you ever been offered free drugs? Because in the eighties, they made it sound like yeah, like this was going to be a problem. You free drugs, no, yeah, like pusher, pushers trying to get you high and quicksand. Those were right. my two biggest I mean, fears. A song as by a Steppenwolf kid. called "Goddamn the Pusher Man," right? And it's a it's a great tune, but like, where are these pushers at? I've been offered free drugs plenty of times. Well, I need but like, but like on a guy. street, yeah, but like a street on a street corner as you're just walking to class. Usually it was like, hey, the bar is closed. It's after 2.30. I don't want to go home yet. Do you, Does everybody want to come hang out at my house and smoke weed yeah. until the sun comes up? Would you say generally how that after would the show out. was the after party? This song takes place in a subdivision. <laughs> you see that house at the bay window? No, no, no. The other one with beige siding. <laughs> Everything looks beige at two in the morning. That's deep. Whoa. Write that down. <laughs> I wish I knew how to keep this conversation going. <laughs> so do we. I told you, this podcast would be more fun without the music part. <laughs> in what way? Go. Well, I wouldn't have to worry about writing a song, and some days that's... Some days it's awesome, and some days I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to write about. How's this going to work? Do you really worry about that? Oh, some days I do. Why? I mean, I guess I think about posting, hosting because this I thing a like lot. I always write the same dang song with the same damn tune. Like, I, I want to make sure that it's never, they, they don't sound the same at all from song to song. Because if they do, I end up being Nickelback. Hey, Nickelback was a successful band. Yeah, but that's not what I want to be. Successful? <laughs> Right. <laughs> or, or banned. I don't know. Yeah. Take your pick. I mean, if you work with different tools, or if you spent more time on the actual music, like what? It, what? What is it about the process that um, could be better? What I really find limits me is so the set of drum beats is large, but I usually only choose the first few because it takes a while to find them all and all that. And then we end up with like usually the same tempo. And so you end up with me thinking similar things because the drums feel the same. One of the things I wish I had was a drum set here so that I could, you know, set up the beats a little bit. And I have a drum machine, like my keyboard drum machine stuff, but 
it's just not my style to make a beat by pushing buttons, which I know many, many people in the world do. It's just not how I was brought up by myself. Um, but I mean, I do it every now and then, but I would much rather have a drum set here where I can make the beats and just kind of slow things down, speed things up, make things feel halftime when they're not, stuff like that. And I, that's probably my biggest criticism of every song we make is I, I would say the drums are just a, just do it and be done with it. And it, it kind of limits the song. What if you made your own drum beats during the week? I mean, I'd sit through you doing a couple, you yeah. know. I don't know how good I am at it because I haven't really done it. And so exactly, I, um, I, I added, there's two songs that I've done off pod where I've added some like auxiliary drums to the loops that were already there to do things. And I think those have worked out really well. But yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I don't know. I say if you want to work longer on drums, then work longer on drums. I want you to like this process. Um, we should get started on the song soon. It's that's like what I think. Twenty two oh six here. Okay, so just so any, just for anybody who hasn't listened to this podcast before, this is how we do it. <laughs> we make a song from start to finish. Uh, yeah, and welcome, as Mike said. I, it was really hard to uh, understand what you were saying. We make a start a song from start to finish. We start with zero music, zero lyrics, just an idea. This week, our idea is advice that sounds deep but really isn't um, i think i thought it was just lyrics that sounds deep but really isn't yeah i okay listen yeah. how many times do i say yeah. anything the same way twice zero zero yeah. percent <laughs> i never i never say the song title the same way i mean i should take better notes or care more i'm not really sure which um yes. i'm guessing none mike is the musical talent and jeremy and i try to cream him off track by yelling terrible ideas at him and generally, it works best when he ignores us and uh, it hurts my feelings a little bit, but I don't tell him. All right. So stick around. It is now time for the montage. Have you thought about a montage? Have you thought about a montage? Jeremy, do you want to yeah. sit here and uh, brainstorm things that yeah, sound deep? Brainstorm things that sound deep. Puddles. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I'm gonna put some guitar on this and then we're gonna add some lyrics and that's where I'm gonna need all your help. So Well, fuck that up already. Jeremy, can you read what I'm writing? It's so stupid. They call it a cell phone outage when really it's a cell phone outrage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah, uh, cops do a cops do a welfare check, but what about the welfare check? <laughs> what lyrics you got for me? <laughs> Should I read it to him? We underfund the health and safety services for the government. And schools. That's why it's so easy to steal a kid because kids are stupid. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Unsympathetic character. <laughs> also unsympathetic. <laughs> Do you want to wrap this? No. Y yes, he does. I think this does not need to exist in the world. <laughs> I just thought it was too well, stupid to not write down. And then Jeremy was like, welfare checks, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to record. That's what we're going to do. All right. Good, good talk. 
everything up until MI uh, welfare checks in my right, right? Like really kind of follows a suit or like it follows a pattern of like saying something stupid and then trying to make it sound it's like stupider. a thing it's deep. Yeah. The rest I don't really know. I mean, I guess we eventually go to underfunding the healthcare and safety services. I don't know how to make that seem like it's trying to be deep. You're talking about government underfunding. That's like deep to begin with. How long is this song going to be? Because this is an idea that either wears it really quickly or yeah. we just have it go on forever. <laughs> There's really very little middle ground. Uh, I mean, we'll see as I try and rap it or say it or sing it. What I like is like sometimes I sing and sometimes I rap and I have no idea when, when I'm going where. All right, Jeremy, how does this how's this song wrap up? Does this guy go to jail? I like to tie it back, you know, about going to prison. This song no was instrumental to get me out of prison. Now, now I'm in prison and don't have a cell phone. Who's yeah. free now? Who's yeah. free now? <laughs> Whoa. This is so bad. I'm imprisoned in prison. I created my own prison. <laughs> I walked arms wide open right into that prison. <laughs> you have homework due now. <laughs> Whoa! Is that one of the? Is that one of the lines? <laughs> Pop quiz! You just failed. Homework's due now. There's no extra credit. Just sounds like a vomit. I think it's great. Uh... I mean, there's no chorus. No, well, we can fix that. Where would you put it, and what would it say? I was gonna say I'm, I'm not, not like, like other guys. guys. I'm deep. <laughs> Who likes thinking these deep thoughts? Not this guy. This uh, brain, my brain's going to explode. I hate my best friend's best friend. It's me. <laughs> I think that's my favorite line so far. <laughs> I'm so smart I got to ex- outsmart myself. The only one who can do that is me. <laughs> can I outsmart? This is not good. <laughs> Welcome back from that awesome montage. I am honestly embarrassed right now, Mike. If there is a pod that we should not release from start to finish, this is the one. I think you like it less because you wrote 100% of the lyrics. Or <laughs> That's very not an accurate You wrote not a an accurate lot of statement. lyrics. It's not an accurate statement. It's true. Jeremy did, wrote a lot did, of lyrics. I did, I did write a lot of the lyrics. It was a word salad. I wrote stupidity. Nothing. And Jeremy did a very good job of taking the dumb things I said to seem even dumber. He was able to seed them well. Yeah. Somehow we incorporated the underrepresented people who tend to be terrible humans into this one. It is honestly, in my opinion, I, I mean, how to go through the catalog in your brain of all the songs that we've made, this has got to be the worst. Well, then I think it's mission accomplished. Hang the banner, fly the jets, land on an aircraft carrier. I just, I mean, first off, I want to say that we do not condone violence and kidnapping. Um, we're merely making fun of people who do stupid things while pretend to be high and mighty. Uh I really don't want this to be the first pod that anyone listens to us because then they don't, you know, it's out of context. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Again, it was with the political stuff. I and I'm that. saying, yeah. and I'm saying that because yes, I did come up with a lot of the lyrics. 
if you can attribute a lot of them to me. And that's part of where my shame comes in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the line that he's really worried about is, this is why it's so easy to steal a kid, because kids are stupid. I really wanted to remove that one, but it was already written down, and you said, well, we're just saying it because yeah, it's in a document. already because it was written, so... Uh, so, so let us know that that this is completely in jest. Doesn't do not take our lyrics literally. They're deep. They mean things metaphorically. Yeah, this is what a person who doesn't know what deep is is supposed. Um, the one thing that I will say, there is a whole tribute to Creed in here for some reason. <laughs> do you know the reason? I don't really. Somebody says thing about a prison is not prison if you're in prison. Who's really in prison if you don't have a cell phone? Or something, and then I didn't make a joke about my own prison, and then Jeremy came back with something about arms wide open, and it became a Creed thing. So yeah, there's there's a little bit of there's a nod to Creed somewhere in here. Who I think we should also follow on Twitter if they have a Twitter account. So turns out searching Creed gets you a lot about Assassin's Creed. Oh, they have a MySpace page. Let's just follow them on MySpace. They have, I mean, Scott Stapp has a page. All right, we're gonna follow Scott Stapp and call it following Creed because that's what I could find easily. Fair enough. Also, in my mind, we're following them on MySpace. Um, so. Should we create a MySpace? Should that be the primary social media we have people to engage us with? <laughs> it seems I don't hate this idea. <laughs> <laughs> can you create a MySpace? I guess you can. I believe you can. I mean, the other question is, what's what's a dumber social media, that or LinkedIn, for this purpose? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yet. Conan O'Brien was trying to become the number one um, most followed person on LinkedIn because it was so dumb. I bet he succeeded. <laughs> I, I don't know if he did or not, but I, in my mind, he did. It's like Conan O'Brien, Satya Nadala. <laughs> People who actually get, you know, it was like corporations who give out jobs. Well, like, so that's, that's the CEO of Microsoft was my number two. But anyway. Don't use big words on me. Um, yeah. So, like C E and O. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning my alphabet. Gosh, I'm just so thrown off. Okay, do you want to throw it to the song and then we'll come back and I have some I have some actual questions. All right, enough talk. We're gonna we're gonna debut our new song that I'm so embarrassed that we may not bring out this entire podcast for. So, I want you to stick around as we limp. We limp into this song, our new song, Deep Lyrics. The best way to keep a prisoner is to make sure they don't know they're in prison. It's a prison of the mind. It's mental warfare coming at you. Another way is locks on the door. Make sure that there's a cell phone outage when it's really a cell phone outrage them food through the slot in the door pretend that everything is okay when the cops come by for the welfare check but what about welfare checks am i right i'm not sweating everything's cool i talk too much oh yeah i have something in the oven about to burn can i go now officer Ooh, that was close. Good things we 
underfund the health and safety services of our government and the schools. That's why it's so easy to steal a kid, because kids are stupid. You can't hug with nuclear arms. You can't hug with nuclear arms. You cannot hug with nuclear arms. You go swimming in a pond. Stay out of the deep end. If you want the big dog, better stay by the porch. If you want the big dog, stay out of my puddles. Created my prison. I'm imprisoned in my prison. I walk with arms wide open into my own prison. Pop quiz, you just failed. The homework is due now. There's no extra credit. People are just exports from other people. Think about it. Welcome back from that song. I don't know how you feel right now. All right, so I can think about it. We can look at it a couple different ways. One is this song is bad. But um, in terms of how it came together, part of the reason why it came together in this way is you wanted to play more instruments uh, instead of relying on loops to keep things interesting. And if nothing else, I feel like we accomplished that. True or false? uh, false in all regards really because yeah oh no okay. these loops are terrible i just looped them again no uh, but i feel like you had a little bit more control over them or am i just completely out of it um closer just to keep to it interesting closer to completely out of it but maybe not completely out of it maybe more like halfway out of it in the initial you're like i'm afraid of these things getting stale and i feel like this song at least if nothing else has like a dark tone to it that we don't often have yeah i, I mean, think i think what i liked about this song was I mean, I played a little bit of the music. We ended up like I had a weird bass in there and I subbed it more with a piano synth, which I think sounds a lot better because I really like that synth a lot. Which That's like, the only thing I liked about the, the, guitar, song. The, the guitar is OK. The lyrics are bad. The singing's not well. Like there's what made this song fresh for me was I didn't write any of the lyrics. Like, I think I added a couple of embellishments in the words, like in the phrasing, but I wrote nothing and that's a first for us. So, you know, we're did collaborating like in different ways. I, tonight I did. I don't, I don't know that I would have on it every night, but I did tonight. So. Yeah. I, I wrote some terrible things. Jeremy did a, an amazing job of making the stupidness seem deep. He was kind of like the bow at the end of everything, um, which I loved, as I said to you earlier is why he's my soulmate. Are there unanswered questions? Are there things that you would do differently? Or is this one of those things that we just shot out there and, you know, and moved on? Probably closer to the latter. Yeah. But I don't think I want to. <laughs> I, no, I actually think like some of the lyrics you could, you could do something with in a song. And some of them are 
really terrible. So I mean, I, if I it wasn't about kidnapping, maybe I would feel better about it. But I mean, the person needed to be flawed. I think is I, they needed to be flawed to have to make their statements see like if they were like a librarian and then you try to have deep thoughts, does it resonate? You know, not, you kind of have to be well an if, idiot. If you're a default intellectual, yeah, it doesn't work quite as well. But I think like, I mean, you could picture a song that basically has a line, you can't hug with nuclear arms. And like that yeah. becomes an anthem of some kind. Like that doesn't seem that far-fetched. Um, I guess we wanted to make sure that it was known that this person was trying to be deep, but not right. actually accomplishing accomplish that. I mean, I think we, I think we did accomplish that. I also think the I hate my best friend's best friend because it's me <laughs> is like it's a super emo kind of line. And I think I could dye my hair black and look at my shoes while I play guitar. And, you know, that, that would have gotten assigned to a record deal in 2003. So I'm not going to lie to you. I may have um, seen I was flipping through my YouTube uh, a night or two ago and dashboard came up. And I totally thought to myself, man, Mike and I need to have like a full dashboard conversation. A confessional, if you will. Uh, yeah, and we will. I'm preparing you for that and, and any listeners that we have just mentally that at some point in the future, we're going to have to have a dashboard confessional. One question I had, can you do the Macarena to this song? Did you see me trying to do the Macarena? No, I did not. That's oh, amazing. I thought you were laughing at me because I was trying to do it, but my camera's not quite wide enough. And so I was, yeah, I was trying to do the Macarena to this song and I, you were laughing at me and I, I, I figured you saw that I was trying to do the Macarena. I, mean, I think you could. I know how you feel about the Macarena. I think you could. I don't think it's optimal, but I think you could. It would definitely be not optimal. It's, it wouldn't be the worst. It's definitely not optimal. All right, before the we wrap this. The theme is among the worst to try and do the Macarena, too, by the way. Disagree. I mean, it has very I, sharp beats, so you yeah. know when to when do, to go. Do, do you know what time signature Mission Impossible theme is in? No, I don't know time signatures right. of anything. Try doing it. It won't work. Just try. I'm doing it in my head right now, and I'm succeeding. I just <laughs> want you to know that. Also, my best friend's best friend is doing the exact same thing and succeeding. <laughs> um, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last question. I've said ad nauseum, apparently, how I feel about this. How do you feel about how it turned out? I think it's terrible, for the record. I think my singing is not good. My instrument playing is not good. My songwriting arrangement and authorship is not good. I, I mean, I that was one, one of the things, one of the things, I don't know if this will go into the montage or not, but one of the things that, um, it was just a word salad of, of lyrics and there was no structure whatsoever. And I had to stop everything. And I was like, you know, Mike is going to go crazy if we don't have some sort of chorus or what have you. I mean, I don't know that I would have on this one. Cause it had kind of a, like a really shitty Bob Dylan, the rapper vibe. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta search and see if that's a real thing. At some point. <laughs> well, if it is, it's not anything I know of. It was just like, if Bob Dylan was a rapper writing protest songs that were super deep, that didn't mean anything, like, this is where we're at. That's, that was huh. the playing field. And, you know, it's kind of a, like a Rolling Stone has no real chorus, right? And I was like, this, is, this could be our, like, a Rolling Stone where it's 
only instead of verse after verse after verse of like protests and you know calling out society it's just word salad word salad word salad the fact that you compared this song to bob dylan blows my blows my mind i i can't even i can't even these are the things that i offer yeah. I cannot talk to you about rap very well, but I can talk to you about comparison to folk songs from the 60s. Well, if you listen to a 12-hour book on tape from the Beastie Boys, we can we get to, maybe we I think we need to do a book club and then discuss. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like most of my book review got I just truncated it. I was like, you know what? Nobody cares about this, so I'm not going to keep talking about It's on my list of books to read. That one is actually. So, I just haven't got there yet. So. Yeah, the the book on tape. I've I've never done that before. I I always feel like I'm I'm always trying too hard. So like I've tried to do like a Neil deGrasse Tyson about the cosmos and stuff, and I just like I can't. I need to concentrate on like quantum mechanics books every time I've tried to read them. Like I, this isn't me trying to sound deep, but that's how it's gonna feel, especially in this context. Like I've read a couple of Stephen Hawking books in my time, but you have to read them and concentrate. Like I can't do that for an audio book. And it was, it was good for a music book. Um, I read, yeah. I read hundreds of audio books. So. I feel like a freaking idiot right now. Yeah. This, this, this one is just throwing me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. So, all right. <laughs> um, I say we sign this thing off. I want to thank Mike. I want to thank Jeremy. I want to thank the Beastie Boys. Who else did we want to? Oh, uh, Creed. I want we, to follow Creed. We, we should have we a full following, conversation about Creed at some point. We followed um, Scott Stapp. Okay. And, and he lives in Nashville, which I didn't know. So You probably had lunch with him at some point years ago. You know? If you saw him, if he was out at a bagel place, would you recognize him? I probably would. You probably would. Like maybe, yeah, like slightly better than 50-50 odds. It's possible. Yeah, I, I remember when he, when I did live in Nashville, I definitely saw him and Mark Tremonti walking off their tour bus out at a hotel that was very near where I worked. And I thought, wow, I don't get to see celebrities every day. And here's the two, like, dickheads from Creed. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Sometime in the near future, we will have a full conversation about Creed and their uh, contributions to our world. But in the meantime, I want to thank anybody who happened to listen, and I want to apologize to anybody who happened to listen. And so here is our new worst song. Sounding deep with our deep lyrics. Good night. Ooh, that was close. Good things we underfund the health and safety services of our government. It's okay. And the schools. I listened to two terrible That's raps tonight that I need to tell you guys about at a later date. And um, spoiler alert, it's Rodney Dangerfield and Mel Brooks. Oh, my um, God. Oh, rapping Rodney? <laughs> yeah, it's rapping Rodney. You no respect. No respect. I was talking about. <laughs> this is why you're my soulmate. <laughs> Uh, oh damn it almost died <laughs> almost died <laughs> just gotta give me a defibrillator warning um, <laughs> alright all right. snare drum need more snare drum 
you know, at some point, these are just the share zone memes. What's that? Uh, the share zone. I believe it's a tw- uh, it's a Twitter you, account. When you believe in life after love after love, right? Oh, uh, who doesn't? The share zone. Uh, the share zone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the movie um, Pop Star Never Stops Stopping? Yes. It does kind of remind. Sandberg? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's Lonely yeah. Island. It does kind of remind me of the one the first song off the record incredible thought or no it was the last song off the record incredible thoughts (laughs) to a dog dog food is just food (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awesome (laughs) michael bolton uh no not michael bolton but uh yeah michael bolton yeah michael uh, bolton's on that he was on that song too oh he he wasn't just on jack sparrow no, he was on that song too. I had, this I had no idea of. This is amazing. P U D L E S puddles are my next. I like how you spell puddles, right? What if Neo took both the red and blue pills at the exact same time? Yeah. What Whoa. if there was a purple? What if there was a purple pill? I've finally realized that people are prisoners of their phones. That's why they're called cell phones. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) I may be scrolling through a subreddit called I'm 14 and this is deep. Oh, I'm well aware of I'm 14 and this is deep. (laughs) What's another reason to get out of talking to the cops when they're at your door? No, you just ask them, am I being detained over and over? All right. Wow. Okay, detained? then then what's something deep to say about that? I see that all the time. Um it no, it just accelerates things where if they were going to arrest you, they'll just do it then instead of after they've talked to you. <laughs> well, that means you at least okay, get less time of that bull crap where they're interrogating you. Yeah, exactly. What's something deep to say about am I being detained? They can detain your person, but not your mind. <laughs> Wow. I'm wearing bondage gear that's invisible and you can't feel it. <laughs>